welcome to StockTwits After Hours, where we provide a quick rundown of the day's market action from the folks at StockTwits, the largest community of investors in the universe. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to StockTwits After Hours. I'm your host, Riley Rosenberger, alongside head trader at trading experts, Shake Prisby. Shake, today is Wednesday, September 9th. We got that bounce back. The Nasdaq kissed off the 50-day moving average like you mentioned you were watching yesterday. Did you expect this? Big of a bounce back though? So after a three-day 10% down move in the NASDAQ, we were looking for that reactionary move back to the upside. Traders love going the opposite way of either three days up or three days down. Um, I wouldn't be bold enough to say the bottom for September is in or anything like that, but that's just what we're looking for today. Shake, we touched on Lulu's earnings briefly yesterday. The stock fell 7.5% today. Would you say Lulu's in trouble? It's funny, you know, that in this current environment, we can look at a stock like Lulu Lemons for indicators on the rest of the economy. But, you know, 2020, baby. Uh, what this immediate reaction to Lulu's earnings tells us is the market is banking on a subsequent full reopening of the economy in 2021. How so? Because yoga pants, Riley. You can't wear yoga <laughs> pants to the office. So what this post-earnings action is telling us is we're expecting people to go back to the office in the medium term. Peloton closed at all-time highs today. The company is set to report earnings tomorrow after the close. What are you watching for for uh, Peloton's earnings tomorrow? So for Peloton to continue on the current trajectory their stock is on, they need to knock these earnings out of the park. They have high expectations already. So inline earnings wouldn't be enough to keep supporting these prices, in my opinion. You know, For example, like we saw with Slack's earnings yesterday, they met expectations, but the stock got crushed because expectations for these types of names are especially high following the lockdown. So the stock is up 140% in the last quarter alone. So we need to see some major growth for them to continue this run. Berkshire announced that it will buy Snowflake's upcoming IPO. seems like 2020 has changed everyone, including Warren Buffett. What do you make of Berkshire betting on the cloud data platform company even, even before it's gone public? Definitely some interesting news out of Omaha, Berkshire getting involved with the Snowflake IPO. So Buffett, of course, he's known for his classic fundamental investing, five-year outlook, great balance sheets, all that. This year, We've seen him completely doing about face. He's heavily invested into gold miners, which he's always condemned as an investment. And he bought a bunch of Japanese stocks when one of his most famous quotes is that he's always betting on the USA. So now we're seeing him buy 7 million shares of a tech IPO. This guy's avoided tech stocks and IPOs like the plague his entire career, as he's always preferred to stay within his quote unquote circle of competence, only investing in companies he really understands. So you can see how it's an eye opener to see them taking a two and a half percent percent stake in a company that lost close to 350 million dollars last year but um salesforce is also getting in on this one you know before the debut so with those two big names aboard expect this one to be all over the news once they debut in the next couple months all right shake time for some earnings quick Quick gamestop is down three percent after missing what did you see here? So GameStop, a retail video game chain, obviously greatly affected by the lockdown. So they had to quickly pivot their entire business to e-commerce, which did see an 800% increase in sales during the period. So they quickly recognized they need to shift their entire sales strategy online. And that was the positive aspect of these earnings. The negative aspect is that anything retail related is just getting killed with COVID and there's falling victim. Net sales down 27% year over year. I love how they specifically mentioned they're de-densifying their global store base, which is them actively closing stores and focusing those efforts on digital sales. So we'll have to watch development this quarter as they continue to make that shift. Restoration Hardware is up 16% after hours. Their stock has been on a tear. 
I mean, what is everybody buying a ten thousand dollar bed during lockdown? Right, right. Blowout quarter for restoration of hardware. You have to love when a company completely understands their lane and caters to it. You know, as you mentioned, totally. as you mentioned, they're the top luxury furniture retailer around, and they don't stray from that fact. They exceeded their EPS expectations by nearly fifty percent during a lockdown quarter. You know, operating margins of twenty two percent versus fifteen percent a year ago, which is another record for them. So they're expecting going forward in the long term, they said, a net revenue growth of eight to twelve percent per year. You know, that's telling us this business trend is intact and the stock should continue to rise from here if that's the case with the growth rate. All righty, Shake. Well we'll keep an eye on those tomorrow, see where they open up, what kind of action we get. But we'll touch base with you again tomorrow. All right, sounds good. Talk to you then. You've been listening to Stock Twits after hours. To learn more and subscribe today, visit StockTwits.com. All opinions expressed by the host and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of StockTwits or their affiliates. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a recommendation to buy or sell any security. The podcast is also not a research report and is not intended for the basis of any investment decision. Guests may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast.